were depicted as little better than boobs, objects of an occasional sidebar, but never seriously presented as candidates of presidential timber. And, as Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the message. The media hired guns for their corporate bosses, served their interests by coverage which slanted the perceptions of millions that only those they thought electable were serious candidates. In a matter of months or years, we will look back at the ashes of promises aborted and wonder how we keep doing it again and again and again. From Death Row, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. These commentaries are produced by Noel Hanrahan for Prison Radio. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. From Pacifica Station, KPFK in L.A., I'm Aura Bogado. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever. They take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. And so I'm like, David Beckham, just roll over already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on the air. Oh, my oh, gosh. Stop. I'm so embarrassed. Um, so, hi, Dan. Howdy. I'm back. You are. We missed you greatly. I missed me, too. Oh, my gosh. So, how was D.C.? D.C. was great. It was a lot of fun. I'd never been to our great nation's capital before. Oh, Let really? alone for gay pride. Wow. So, it was um, It was actually very temperate. It was beautiful. You know, um, I saw Larry Craig in the bathroom of the airport. Wow. I know. So, did you do I, any dancing? I, I did a little tapping. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a white stance, you know me. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> so I, um, it was good, though. I had a lot of fun, um, and I saw some of my friends from the task force, the National Gaming Agency. Great, task force. great. And for those of you who don't know, um, Ray Carey, who is acting as the interim executive director of the task force, is now the executive director of the task force. Yes. So congratulate Ray. That's yes. a lot of fun. Congratulations, Ray. So, um, so yeah. So my, it was, it was fun. So did you have any particular places that you wanted to go specifically, or um, while you're know, DC? Um, I was there for a meeting uh, at American University, so it was cool to see that. Okay. Um, but I just drove up and down Embassy Row. So, oh, yeah. yeah so, okay, you know yes. how I'm this royal royalty buff. Right? Yes. So, yes. I was driving up and down Embassy Row, uh-huh. looking at all these embassies. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's the Japanese embassy and the yeah. Spanish embassy and the Filipino embassy. Right. And the British right. compound. And it yes. was pretty awesome. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Like, what do I have to do? And that's to what it is. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> is there an American embassy? Oh, crap. <laughs> and when we, were, when we were driving in, like, because I had never been there, I'm like, uh-huh. okay, Tell me what that is. Like it's the Washington Monument. What's that? It's like Lincoln Memorial. What's that? That's the library. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I like assume everything's historic. Right? Uh, yeah, right, right, exactly. So it was nice. It was nice. 
Wow. So did you, um, uh, with the embassies, did you ever get the question answered? Uh, I mean, I'm asking you this question. Uh-huh. I never really asked you before the show. Uh-huh. But it was, um, like, do the, do the people who are, like, the ambassadors, and, and do their families, like, stay in the actual embassy? Or do they live off of it and that's just, like, an office? So I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> What I just heard like pounding like oh boom, boom, that was like. you you just did this oh okay got oh. it gotcha. um so I don't know because that's interesting because there's a Swedish embassy and then we drove by somewhere else and it was the residence of the Swedish ambassador right see that's what brought the question up right exactly so and it, isn't it like the plot of land where like the Swedish embassy is isn't that Sweden like <laughs> is that oh like, I never knew that that could be you're right because you know like you know have you seen Miss Saigon no I haven't okay well. <laughs> But I listen to the CD all the time. So Miss Saigon, <laughs> like the character, like runs into the American embassy. Right, and it's like, right. Like you know, it's like base. Like, yeah, safe. I'm yep. safe. Yeah, really. <laughs> Tag. Uh. Anyway. So right. Okay. Gotcha. Because that's what I was thinking. It's like if there were ever anything issue happened, I mean, they can't go home to get their clothes or their food or whatever, and they're kind of stuck at the Maybe office. That's what it is. I would hate that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all my comfort foods are in the freezer. I know, right? So yeah. So um, wow. but it was a, it was a good time. It now, was... have you been to a big um, uh, Pride event before? I have. You know, I was at Atlanta Pride last. Oh, year. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. And you know DC wasn't that big, but it was uh, it was still pretty fun. It had its own flavor. Okay, um, it's interesting to see um, where all these like national organizations are housed, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it was it was a good time. Good, wow. All right, because I just sometimes it's such so different in the larger cities, you know, where it's a, literally a week long event and everything is like packed right. full. Mm-hmm. Where like here in Detroit, it's like we'll have a week week long event, but we'll have maybe twenty people go there, and right? Ten people go here, and then and, you have three blocks of booths. And... Right, 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 exactly. But we're, we're growing. Yeah, that's right. That's Hello, right. that's right. So, um, but and yeah. while I was there, actually, it was interesting. In the parade, um, there was a small parade. I saw uh, there was like this whole contingent of. Of men in wedding dresses. Wow. Yeah. Cause, wow. Cause, uh, was, they're celebrating this whole uh, California go get married. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And how they look. They were probably fabulous gowns. Well, they were. Some of them did it up, and some of them were like, why would I shave my chest? It is not. <laughs> <laughs> so some of it was sort of like. Mm. Right. Right. But exactly. I appreciated the sentiment for sure. That's for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so it was good. It was all, nice. all in all, I give the trip a. Good! Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay, DC! But with great inflation, it's probably like a B minus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, exactly. So today. Man, oh man. Speaking of marriage. That's right. Um, I've asked a couple of our friends to join us. You did? So, two things, two things I want to talk about today. Okay. Marriage and kids. Neither of which I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, um, no, you're not. Don't I, you try I'm it. Sort of mostly kidding. You're mostly kidding. Sort okay. of kidding. All right. So um, uh, I don't know if you saw last night on FX, the I cable did. channel, there was this show called 30 Days yes. by Morgan Spurlock. And yes. he did that movie, um, Super Size Me, where That's he right. eats um, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now he has a show where like, for 30 days he puts like people in... I don't know what you would say, like opposite situations, challenging, challenging. Maybe. Yeah, situations. exactly. Where there's two different sides to the to a point of view, right? right. And mm-hmm. so he set up this woman from California to live with um, a, a gay, gay couple, gay male couple, right? Gay male couple mm-hmm. and their four kids. Yes. Um, and so I, the episode was actually called "Gay Parenting," right? So, so. Um, it was very interesting, and it was filmed right here in Ann Arbor. It was. So we've asked our friends from CARE, the Coalition for Adoption Rights Equality, 
to um, join us to talk a little bit about that show. Yes. And that's the second half. The first half, again, we're talking about weddings. That's right. So I've asked our friends Lauren and Lauren. I know. So I'm going to be kind of, this is going to be very interesting. We didn't discuss like how we were going to like, um, like just uh, like what we say. Okay, Lauren, when uh, this happened, uh, we didn't quite decipher how we we were going to deal with that. that So what do you prefer Lauren's? Well, people call her short Lauren. Ah, okay. Short Lauren Lauren and Lauren. Got it. Okay. Uh, Great. Well, welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Thank Thank you. you. And congratulations. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I don't know if you've heard, but there are gays getting married in California. I have heard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very exciting. So so the first gay marriage just happened um, last Friday at 5.01. Gavin Newsom, um, the mayor of San Francisco, did one. Um, The L.A. mayor just recently did one. Um, And it's it's awesome. Like, I I love just seeing... like I already love like when I'm at the park and I see two lesbians like holding hands walking in the park mm-hmm. or two gay men walking in the park. Like I'm already I like stare, and it's and they're like they they look at me like oh my god are you gonna gay bash us? But really I'm like oh no, my god, I'm so proud of you. Like, so no, when, they're just walking like oh another gay man walking his dog. <laughs> and that's me, the gay man walking his dog. But I I will like stare and be like oh my god I love it so much. So to see like gay weddings is like you know awesome and i think it's such a great example because you know lots of gay youth don't get these models of healthy gay lifestyle that's right so uh not to put any pressure on you yeah. that's <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um, healthy so, so tell us like how did this like how did you decide like okay because you know i also have a lot of gay friends who just were like mm, i don't want to do that mm-hmm. why would i do that yeah so do i definitely um i guess the decision Kim, how how did it come about? It was exactly? pretty mutual, but I I asked her. Yeah. Oh wow. Well. And how'd you do it? How'd you do it? I gave her a turtle. <laughs> it did involve uh, a turtle. <laughs> okay. Uh, she gave me a present uh, the night before. Yeah, I gave her a turtle. And I was like, "Why are you giving me this? This is really weird, but great, great." And then I asked if she wanted to start a family <gasps> with the turtle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and subsequently, the turtle died. So. <laughs> oh we're no. Still together. It's okay. Not symbolic. It's right. Not no. symbolic. Yeah. Not at all. No. Yeah. So uh, then we were engaged for about a little over a year, I would say, and. Uh, On purpose. Yeah, um, it's just timing. Yeah. Just okay. uh, it's it just the planning, and it was a long, long process. Yes, and uh, it is. we didn't. We kind of always knew we we were going to have the ceremony in Michigan. Uh, we felt like, you know, this is where we live, and this is where we met, and this mm-hmm. is where a lot of our friends are. And uh, we did. We chose not to go, you know, to Canada or go to New Jersey or go somewhere else. Um, uh-huh. And we always knew if we came when we came back here, which is where we live, it wouldn't be recognized anyway. Um, at the moment, at least. Mm-hmm. So, and was that important to you? Were you like, uh, you know, I want this to be recognized by my where, the country in which I live and the state where I live? Was that an issue, or was it sort of, sort of? I think you have two things going on. One, it was really important for us, for our friends and family, to celebrate our relationship. So that is why, for at least me, we had the ceremony. Hmm. But as far as rights, Lauren, as far as it being recognized, I mean, I think it's for me, it's really important, you know, that people have the choice, you know, to get married if they want to. So I'm a huge advocate, you know, for gay marriage on that front. Um, But for us personally, that wasn't that wasn't an issue Um, at the moment. I think as far as rights go, you know, we want we want those rights. Um, But for it to be recognized, you know, to go somewhere else to have it. So it's recognized there just to come back here to have it not be recognized wasn't something that we really wanted to do. Mm, um, so we were really comfortable having it here in Michigan. 
Gotcha. And so, so you're, why, I guess the thing for me is like you're pro, like you really would want the marriage um, recognized um, and you're all for it. Why, why are you all for it? I mean, what is it that's significant to you as a couple that you think that it's important? Um, I, I am, we're not technically, you know, like I, I'm pro the choice to be able mm-hmm. for people to have the choice. You're pro choice. I'm pro choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, pro, I'm, I would, I would. I'm for people having the option to marry if they want, and I wouldn't say that's something that we would necessarily do. Um, that's a hard decision. If it was legal here, I don't know what decision we would make. It's hard for us. Uh, we talk a lot about, you know, it. it's hard for me to say, oh, well, we can do it in Michigan, say, you mm-hmm. know, so I'm going to do it, but sorry for all you over there mm-hmm. that can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm pro-rights. Uh, for us, it was never like the the marriage, mm-hmm. you know, the the what that means. I think the religious aspects or the cultural aspects. We we don't need to be a part of all that. It's more the rights that are tied to marriage. Mm-hmm. So we're pro having those rights. Okay. And uh and and right now it's coming with marriage in a, in some states like California. Uh, I think that we're we're pro having them without the marriage. Okay. Uh, and I have a follow up question. So one of the things you said is that if it doesn't, if, if it was here in Michigan. Um, you would have to rethink whether you would get married. Is that did I hear that correctly? Yeah, I guess we use the term marriage in quotations just so that other Bunny people is. understand. Bunny is yes, got yes. it. Okay, what we're doing, but really, we uh, the ceremony that we had was a celebration, got and it. we would love legal rights to accompany it. Right. Whether or not we decided we wanted that also to be called marriages, okay, not. But yeah, definitely really okay. important for people that do want to be a part of what marriage is. Uh, you know, we're not against. Right. Gay marriage by any means uh, mm-hmm. for people that really want that, you know, cultural aspect or that religious aspect. Um, I think that's really important for people to have that choice. But, similar, yeah. Are you yeah. jealous of like California couples and like Massachusetts couples and Canadian couples? I'm jealous that they get to file joint tax returns <laughs> and wow. have health insurance benefits that I don't uh-huh. or we don't. So gotcha. some respect. Yes. Gotcha. And it's it's very similar from what I'm how I'm interpreting it. It's in the other traditions, like for instance, like hand fasting with straight couples. It's not necessarily they're, they're more for the ceremony, not necessarily writing or signing anything. It's just, it's just to to make the announcement and have everybody celebrate um, the love between both of you. Exactly. It was a big Aww, celebration. Exactly. We kept calling it a party. So I don't that's know. right. Exactly. And so, so when you when when you decided to have the party, the celebration, right? Yeah. So yeah. so. Um, families where they sort of like you're marrying a woman or no my family's had a lot of time to adjust so and they love lauren so no not at all yeah they were uh some extended family members uh it took a little a little bit more but everyone was there and we did incorporate a small like political sort of piece into the ceremony where we spoke on or I you. spoke on. <laughs> I spoke on love. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I have to, you know, be me. So uh, I, I spoke on, you know, what it meant to us, and I think a lot, especially for a lot of people that don't know anything about gay marriage, it was important to say, you know, this isn't legal, and this is why it's important to support, you know, things like this, and it's important to, you know, learn about gay marriage and to get past you know, whatever issues people might have or you might have. Um, and that it's important to us that you're here today and uh, you, other things like that. Yeah. But Was there any dramatic stories where people were like totally against it and then when they went to the ceremony, like, oh, I... Uh... Well, I thought that my creationist relatives would boycott us. Creationist but, relatives. But they, they were there. 
they uh, they shook my hand. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. You know, they, they were there and they didn't. You know, do anything too bad. Uh, There's no demonstration. No, no. And they came. And that was really surprising. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, but do they bring the gift? That's the important part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they actually gave a good gift. Yeah, oh! I think they did. I think they did. But it didn't evolve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you have, um, here's a question. So, so do you see like gay men that are in your position too like to decide who they want to get married and or have a ceremony or a commitment or do you find it's like sort of a women thing like a uh, we actually met some yeah. some men when when we were on our honeymoon in key west uh we were talking to some some guys that had uh that had just had a ceremony not that long ago i don't think um but in general you know a lot of the gay men that I hang out with are are young, I guess, you know, in the line of work that I do and and they're they're not at that point. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not I can't really say. What about you? I have no idea. Most <laughs> of my friends are lesbians. So right. Yeah. Well, even among the among your your friend circles, your lesbian friends, like do you are they like sort of pro marriage or are they just sort of like, uh, cuz I've heard this like argument, you know, I mentioned earlier like why would I get married? This is like the final act of assimilation. Like I am not heterosexual and I don't want to be mistaken for heterosexual, so why would I and do And it doesn't that? work for them, so right. I was going to work for us. Exactly. Like why would I fit myself into a model that is not made for me? I definitely. definitely think that that encompasses our friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yes, they think that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and and some of them are doing you know uh, ceremony type things. Also, um, another couple that we're really close with is, but they are very clear that it is not a marriage, and they are not, you know, going into uh, into this as a like assimilating into a heterosexual structure that they don't want to be a part of. Uh, and so we, I think our friends have pretty strong feminist roots and uh, that sort of comes out in, in, in that, those beliefs. Um, and some of them are just not doing either of those things and are just partnered and fine with that. Yeah, I think marriage with bunny ears doesn't rear its head very often amongst our group of friends. <laughs> right, right. So um, one of the things that, that I find fascinating is definitely this whole thing about assimilation and, and trying to... And so people are... are I mean, if I was new to the whole idea of, of LGBTs or, or queers getting married, it, it, how would you define like, okay, well, it, technically it's the same thing that you're just a ceremony or a, a party. I mean, isn't that what a wedding is or isn't that what uh, a marriage usually is? Or, I mean, how, how do I wrap that around my, you know, my head of like, to be able to separate all that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely oh, gets. Oh, okay, uh, it's very clear who's going to talk about this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that it definitely does get really confusing, and I think part of it is saying, you know, I think that our friends would say if marriage was legal in Michigan, they wouldn't do it. They right. might, they wouldn't go and get those those rights that are attached to marriage because what what I I can't speak for you know, but for me, uh -huh. uh, what that that that's kind of I'm sorry. It's okay. What, um, that, that, that's kind of against, you know, we, what we're about. Okay. Um, and it's really hard to say because, you know, when we have children and there's benefits to having that, you know, I might, I might do it and right. I might do it for my family. Um, but I think what the way to sort of twist it around is to say, well, we're having this, you know, this party that is like, it, you know, it is like a wedding, but it, it isn't because none of those rights are coming right. to us. First of all, and then second of all, if they were coming to us, we still wouldn't 
be doing it mm. right. because we want the rights. We don't want to have to get married to have them. Right. Oh, right. oh that. Yeah. I just, I just dawned <laughs> on me like what she just said. So, so there was no, was there a religious component at all or was there? No, 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 no. Neither of us are religious. Um, so that was pretty we actually ran it ourselves. We had no one, uh, no efficient. No one was presiding over it. You um, like took turns walking down the aisle. Yeah, it was a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and we yeah. had our family and friends speak to what a committed relationship, long-term committed relationship is and what it means to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you speak a little bit more to then what is... What is it about? I mean, I know, I know. I think I'm trying to say it in so many different ways, but I, I, I and you're saying, and you're doing great, but it's just one of those things of that you're saying that. But I, even though I want the rights, I don't want to get married. Mm-hmm. Help separate that for me, because then why not just get married if you want the rights? I mean, that would that be the easiest way? Um, yeah, uh, if that's the only option. Okay. But I mean, there's definitely people out there fighting for the rights without without the marriage um because not everyone wants to you know get into an institution of of marriage um and you know all historically what that means and and uh so and all of that so i think that if that is you know people are sort of fighting for equality from all different angles and so if that is the angle that's going to work right now then you know let's go for it that way and if there's another angle that's going to work better in a different state then i say go for it that way but Uh, and so for us, I think if it came down to it and it was going to be really, you know, beneficial, um, for our family, then I think that it, that, that, that's important. And you kind of, you know, we always Absolutely. say, we'll weigh that when we, when Absolutely. we get there, but, but there's some things just about, yeah, just about, you know, being married and what that, that means, uh, that we might not want to be a part of. Exactly. I think that that's the, the other thing to kind of, that what, I've heard people talk about is I don't want to get married because married in tradition means that I become property. That that's what it's traditionally been. It's a it's a legal way of bringing property together, um, or uh, bringing countries together. Or it's always it's, it wasn't about the two individuals. And so uh, and so marriage has so many different meanings for people. Right. And 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 so I I think even our terminology. I mean, the, the gay community has been really great at coming up with new terminology. The straight people keep taking it away. I you know and they're making it their own. <laughs> So we have to keep coming up with more. Good thing we're the creative, artistic people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where you're right that the the whole idea of marriage or or what it's been traditionally about it's it, it isn't what I what I'm hearing from friends is like that's that's not what I'm looking for. I am looking for truly a, like you're saying a celebration of our of our love for one another, our commitment for one another, or we want to be committed and um, or we want to be legally connected this way. Uh, but all that other stuff um, uh, that also sometimes comes with it. Or I want to be able to walk in while my partner's in the hospital and be able right. to walk in and not had to do what a friend of mine we'd had to do recently, where he had to bring a medical power of attorney every day he showed up because they conveniently lost it. Ugh. It was one of those things where, you know, just to be able to acknowledge, you know, have that acknowledgement. And I think that that's, you know, the, I think that's what I love about our community is that we're so creative in, um, in figuring out how we want, how we want to do, what we see it and how we look at it and, and making that happen. Um, and I think it's great. Well, you know, I think that the Lawrence deserve a gold medal because this is, you know, Michigan, Michigan. 
Yes. Right? To do it in Michigan. And it's not um, California or Massachusetts or New Jersey or, or Canada. And to, to make a stand in Michigan and say, like, um, the quality and value of our partnership um, is does not need a, a state stamp and seal on it, you right. know? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I often have the conversation with my parents and talking, and they can't take marriage out of a church. Yeah. They literally cannot take the conception of marriage out of their religion, which I think is a huge, I think that's what it really gets to people. And I think that that's what I love about having this conversation with people is because what's happening is that when you are getting married in a church, there there is the, the religious ceremony part and the connection, but that you're also signing documents that are also legal, and just because they're Which all is, in one big packet, like you're right. at a more, just what's, signing what's for a mortgage, that, right? you know, it, it really is. And you sign it on an altar. Happening. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. And so there is a lot more to it, and and if people would really break down what they're really getting involved in. Um, which which I would like to ask Lauren if she could even remember which one um, the, um, Lauren who um, who actually uh, talked about um, well yeah really tall Lauren um, where you actually so I, I've heard short Lauren's view of the the political aspect of it so what did you say about the commitment and the love part of it um, I just thanked everyone for being there and pointed out how much it means to us to share this and it's we're we took the time to we took the time to vow to each other what we would do long term like you said you take the garbage out i i do take the garbage (laughs) occasionally i said i would do it not all the time (laughs) (laughs) at some point when you are married you would indeed do i would do my share (laughs) okay (laughs) but just so that everyone else could not only help recognize our union but also celebrate so it was short wow it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ceremony part was short. The reception was longer. <laughs> <laughs> the party was longer, right? Yeah. Well done. And it was a beautiful day. It was. It oh, was yeah. It was really nice out, and uh, we, we lucked out because we didn't really have another plan besides to have the ceremony outside. Oops. And there so, were geese uh, and stuff, and I was really worried that... They yeah, cobbles, you know, cobblestone but... farm. Oh uh, yeah, there's some animals, and uh, oh. it was, it was, <laughs> we, we definitely lucked out. Everyone kept saying, "What are you going to do for rain?" So I was like, "I don't know." It's... That's <laughs> right. Going to don't talk about it. <laughs> exactly, and it's so going to be a beautiful day. And the honeymoon was good. Yeah, yeah, we went to Key West, and fabulous. it was fabulous. It was. It was great. So I only know what the gay men do in Key West. What do lesbians do in Key West? That's a good question. They hang out with other lesbians on lesbian things. Yes, like snorkeling for lesbians. There's and, lesbian. Wait, uh, snorkeling for lesbians? Yeah. Yes. What's that mean? Kayaking like you, for lesbians. Is it like snorkeling for pearls? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you get exactly. any lesbians today? We go and search in the ocean. No. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, there's lots of there's women, so women's, only, uh, yeah. women's only kinds of things and were there other sort of couples like kayaking oh yes lots that's very interesting and a lot of other couples on their honeymoon uh yeah women nice yeah wow it's so interesting to hear like what lesbians do on a, on a honeymoon, <laughs> where I hear about gay men, they don't get out much. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually yeah. activities that lesbians do. Wow, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. You know, There's we, a story. I know. This yes. Story 
No, I was just laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was I was listening to all of these. While turning really red. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, Lauren and Lauren, thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Do show us some pictures sometimes. Uh, maybe next time when we have you on. Yes. yes. Um, and congratulations. It's really... I think it's fantastic. It's I think that's a really great... I mean, it's inspirational and definitely... Um, Encouraging. I mean, it's so heartwarming as weddings should be or unions should be that, you know, people are still acknowledging their relationships. So thanks for being a great example. Thanks for having us here. Thanks so much. And you're listening to Closet for Close and WCBFM Ann Arbor. And we will be right back. And when we get back, let's talk about that next step of life and adopting bibbis. That's right. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Sorry. I have a control. You'd search me. At any cost But how long, babe Can you search for what's not lost Everybody will help you Some people are Back here listening to the closet for clothes and WC when I found Who was that? I don't know. It was cute though. Thanks, Hyatt. That was good. Yeah, it was moody. Absolutely. I'm feeling moody. The light in here is moody. It really is. Moody. I love this new lighting. I, I mean, know. We're right? trying something different every day, every week. Every week we try something different. Um 
and so there is something um, different that um, uh, that we uh, basically that I watched last night, uh-huh. um, and um, and there was definitely a difference of opinion on a various uh, particular topic. Very interesting. I'm on the edge of my seat to watch the whole thing because I've seen just clips and read about it a lot. So wow. so we're talking about Thirty Days with Morgan Spurlock, and last night the Thirty Days episode was gay marriage or yes. no, sorry, gay adoption, gay adoption, gay adoption, and it was filmed right here in Ann Arbor. Yes. And I remember seeing them film segments of it at the out bar. Yes. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And, and um, so I thought, you know, it, it played just last night. It's showing all week on the FX network. Yep. So uh, we invited our friends from CARE, the Coalition for Adoption Rights Equality, to join us. And they're a Michigan-based uh, nonprofit. Yes. Um, they're based here in Ann Arbor. And we've asked their vice president, Jane Bassett, to join us. Hi, Jane. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. And you've seen the show? Yes, I have. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And just to give a framework work for this so so it follows um it places this woman her name is katie mm-hmm. from california somewhere mm-hmm. katie from california right mm-hmm. and it placed her with uh Dennis and Tom Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, a family just in Ypsilanti, right, with four adopted kids. So just to make sure it's really clear that the last name Patrick, it's Dennis and Tom, right, and their last name is Patrick. So right. that people don't think it's three men. Right, right, right. and they have four four sons, four adoptive yep. sons, right. And so um, let's play a, a quick clip, and, and this uh, uh, just sets up like who who this family is, real quick. <laughs> Across the country on a farm outside Ann Arbor, Michigan, live Dennis and Tom Patrick, a same-sex couple who are busy raising four adopted kids of their own, Josh, Joey, Paul, and Raul. When someone says to me, every child needs a mom, I say, if what you mean is every child needs someone who is warm and nurturing and offers unconditional support to their kids, right, we do that. Tom and I are that way with our kids. Dennis is a college professor and Tom is a high school math teacher. All the boys started out as foster children before the Patricks adopted them. 11-year-old Josh is a special needs child who was unable to speak before coming to live with Tom and Dennis. What are you? Josh. Wow. Gay parents are not accidental parents, and they're very intentional parents. And I think that we know that we are being somewhat um, scrutinized um, in terms of um, people watching and, you know, um, not withholding judgment. And that sometimes is a frightening position to be in was amazing to me um it was amazing to me that that what do you think about i would be just too afraid to let any network let alone the fx network Mm -hmm. come into my life and tape me for 30 days absolutely so how did this how did this come about did you like did they contact y'all or would they well care wasn't involved in setting this up but um I understand that the producer of the show called one of their local contacts, I believe he had gotten in touch with Bev Davidson, who is our president, and asked for some names of families that might be good candidates for this program. And um, Dennis and Tom were mentioned probably by several people, Mm. (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. They are an incredible couple and an incredible family and very articulate. And um, So they um, they were an absolutely wonderful choice for this show. Wow, and, and then and and uh, Dennis is Care's treasurer, right? Yes, that's true. And so, what, at a meeting, did he say like, "Um, so I'm gonna be uh, 
on a reality show <laughs> like was there hesitance from other people in the group or were you all just like well, this is our chance to really get exposure well I, I think that the first reaction was yes this is our chance we can get national exposure we've worked so hard in Michigan to educate people as to why this is so important for the kids to have um, second parent adoption um, of course is what Coalition for Adoption Rights is working on um, and you know just quality parents for kids in foster care in general. And so we all did just, you know, really celebrate at first. And then the reality started setting in for us. <laughs> and we started saying, yeah, you know, this is really intrusive. It's um, it's intrusive for Tom and Dennis and their boys. Um, I have two small children myself, and to have a stranger live in your home for 30 days, mm-hmm. let alone a stranger who's talking about your lifestyle and your family mm-hmm. right in front of the kids is, is quite an intrusion. Um, And it was an intrusion for um, the community at large, the lesbian and gay community um, with children, because she, Katie, the the, um, guest, was invited to um, participate in several different community events um, where families were there with their young children. And so, you know, there's this hesitancy. I I know I experienced it myself with my children. I wanted to move them away from her. Wow. (laughs) You know, just that very instinctual protective. Oh, absolutely. She came to one of the care board meetings, uh-huh. um, and that was, you know, again, an intrusion. It felt like an intrusion there. But at the same time, we wanted to welcome her. We wanted to, even understanding that there was some element of risk or some element of danger, we wanted to be able to show her how happy our families are, how happy our children are, and how important this is to for the security of the kids. Uh, and Absolutely. So what's the the one of the things that I just want to jump in here is part of the show. Um, Katie was required not only to live with um, Tom and Dennis, but then she had to um, go to all the events that um, involve um, lesbian or gay parenting. And then the third thing was that she also had to be an activist um, and go and p- try to promote this. So those are three wow. things that she had to participate in. And so did, did, was the was there like this hidden agenda to like get to try to change her mind? Or well, I think. Whenever we talk to somebody who is um, not directly impacted by same-sex parenting issues, we always have to educate, um, just as people from you know other races have to educate people outside of their own race or mm-hmm. people from different religion have to educate. Um, sometimes I think we're always on the pedestal to have to tell people what our family is about, whether it's you know with our children's uh, school personnel, with our physicians, our neighbors. Um, it's it's just a constant thing. So yes, we were trying to educate her, um, and hopefully, so that we could build some understanding and um, a comfort level for her, also. Um, and did, did she ever get comfortable? I, judging from her response on the show, yes. no, I don't believe so. And actually, she was quite open with us at um, the care board meeting that she attended that her plan was to find out more about what our plan was so that she could go back, take this back to her church and oh. um, work against us. Unbelievable. So, as, as, you can, <laughs> as you can see, that, that instinct to move the children away and, and be protective of them, you know, for somebody to come and say, I don't think that you are a good parent just because of who you are and your situation with your children should be scrutinized. You know, any parent would um, oh. bristle at that. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jane, give us a quick 
primer. Give us the primer. Uh, what's the state of second parent adoption in Michigan? Okay. In Michigan, um, second parent adoption is not illegal. There is nothing. Is not illegal. Is not illegal. However, because of the way that the um, courts have interpreted the adoption code, there have been only a handful of judges who have been willing to step forward and do them. Um, they had been being done very routinely in Michigan, in, in Washington County, for about 10 years, from about 1993 to 2003, until there was a uh, supervisory memorandum that came down from the Michigan Supreme Court saying, we don't, the, the chief justice at that time, Maura Corrigan, said, I don't think this is legal, and I want this administratively stopped in Washtenaw County. So there is a ban in Washtenaw County um, administratively, um, but there are other judges in the state who have been willing to step forward and do them um, sporadically. Um, at this point, I think it's, it's going to going to be extremely difficult for anybody to get a second parent adoption mm-hmm. in Michigan, which is why CARE has been working since 2003 um, to have the legislature pass a new law that would clarify the current adoption code and specifically allow for not only two people to adopt together through the foster system as mm-hmm. um, you know, Tom and Dennis's children have come to them, um, but also to be able to adopt each other's children. Uh, I see. So, so as you said, both... Ha- uh, two parents having foster children together, but also um, someone adopting their partner's child. Exactly. So um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> and I think that it's really important that uh, because if I remember that at one po- at one point during the decision um, process is that they you actually relinquish all your rights. I mean, both parents do, and then. Um, and then you're you're given, and I think that that is very scary to me to have my own children relinquish my rights, you know. And if something like, and with my luck, lightning will strike or At a bomb, minute, yeah, something right? will hit exactly that minute, and then I will like not be able to get my kids back. But um, and that's really scary. And then on top of that, to think that if I don't go through that, I cannot provide health care. You know, for for these kids or my partner's kids, and so I, I think that th- just to be able to. Uh, just a family unit itself uh, it, that really it really scares me that there were that folks are really trying to fight against this and absolutely and it extends far beyond just health insurance i mean that certainly is one of the most visible things but inheritance rights social security rights um, pension a school teacher in michigan can only leave their um, mipser pension to a blood relative or a legal spouse mm. um, and Oh, even like the hospital, like I said earlier. Yeah. If right. I'm not the adoptive parent. Yeah. Yeah. Have access to the hospital, signing permission slips, having access to school records. Ah. All of that um, is not available to somebody who does not have legal rights to a child. Wow. So let's hear another quick clip um, of Katie interacting at uh, with a care board member as well as someone from Collage, uh, which is the children uh, organization Children and Les- Children of Lesbians and Gays Everywhere. the issues and support each other. Basically going to these groups and having these kids talk about this, it makes it so that they feel okay with themselves being gay or lesbian, when perhaps if they might have been raised in a mom-dad home, they wouldn't have had that kind of training. So for me to hear that the children are learning at a very young age that it's okay to be like that, 
it's a little bit scary but for me. But they're not learning how to be gay. I didn't say they were learning how you to did. be gay. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I said that it's wait. affirming the option well, of you to become gay. Okay. But so, so that's uh, that's Katie at at a meeting, and she's sitting in front of Outbar, talking with someone from Collage and someone from Care, um, and this whole concept of you know a kid in a gay household is going to be gay. You know, do you find yourself having to 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 break that sort of that wrong thinking? Like, not as much as I used to have to do. Um, and and I Good. think that in, yeah, <laughs> I think that people um, in general are making some progress to understand that. Um, first of all, there's a lot of scientific evidence to show that sexual orientation is not a choice. It's you can choose to act against who you are, but um, you can't deny who you are. You can't choose to be gay or, or straight. Um, and of course, then, you know, there's the, the classic line, you know, if my parents were gay, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I might not be here back then. So, you know, them being heterosexual and raising me really flies in the face of the fact that, you know, just because your your parents are one way or another doesn't mean your children are going to be. Uh, there's lots of examples of that, isn't it? Yeah, My absolutely. parents happen to be Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so so tell us more, um, if you can, about about the family. Like how how did how did Dennis and Tom um, how did, how did their kids take it? How do how was the how were they approached? How how intrusive really was it? Like there are there, I mean, she's really in the house, and so is the camera crew. You know, right, right. You know, I haven't had a chance to talk to the kids about what their reaction was. Um, I I think that they took it pretty well from in my conversations with Dennis and Tom, um, and Dennis and Tom I'm sure did a lot of work preparing them ahead of time, helping them process the information as they went through it, and probably did a lot of talking after the whole thing was over. Um, the kids are really great, well-adjusted, open, loving children. And so I would suspect that they probably welcomed Katie with the same gusto that they welcome all of Tom and Dennis's friends. And oh, did they? At the very beginning of the show, they went and greeted her at the door, and then she brought her luggage in, and they took the luggage and put it in her room. And then they it was very funny that they explained to her that um, she's probably never slept in a bunk bed before, um, but she actually <laughs> took over one of the, one of the or two of the kids' uh, rooms. Um, and they slept somewhere else, and um, and so it was very interesting. And then talking about in the in the show as well, talking about being lots of communication. They show actually where Dennis is talking to the kids and saying, "Okay, bef before you go to school, we have to have a little talk here that you understand this is the first day of school, and we're going to have a great year this year." But you also have to choose whether you're going to say whether you have, there's going to be some new kids, um, and whether you choose to say that you have two dads or not. And and that really sent Katie into a uh, little bit of a, a tizzy, if you will, uh -huh. where she was just like, you know, the, these six-year-olds should never have to make a decision like that. So, um, and that would affect them for the rest of their life. And and I thought, wow. I mean, but, but and I think that this is one of those things of, even at the what was the most powerful scene in the whole um, in the whole thing in the whole show was the the campfire. Yes. Yes, it was. Oh, do you have I don't know the, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Go ahead. But the campfire where um, uh, the the biological family of the of these kids 
started saying, yeah, we kind of freaked out when we found out that they were going to be placed with two gay men and a, a gay couple. And we were kind of like, not sure that this is what we really, really wanted. And then we saw how loving and how caring and how good these two men are in these in, in our um nephew's lives uh-huh. that um that we can't think of any better place and even at one point i interpreted and i don't know if this is what she really meant that she was even better than any family member yeah could have taken care of absolutely and and i was like wow that that and how strong i mean from what I saw on the show, I, I was not at any of the events that they were taping, but from the what I saw on the show, uh, Dennis and Tom really didn't have to do any talking. It, what really was fascinating to me, it was everybody else that was engaging Katie and defending Dennis and Tom, they really didn't have to, they were really showing through action or communicating through action and from the show it seemed that all the friends and the collage and care were doing the interactions with mm-hmm. and trying to mm-hmm. convince um and Katie. and all that dennis and tom had to do was just live their life right? absolutely right absolutely which i think speaks volumes yeah well, and it did on the show there was one spot where i mean because tom was was quite quiet through the whole show you they didn't show how wonderful tom is that was the part that i was kind of upset about that you got to see more of dennis uh personality but what you did see, and so not only did I not see Tom's personality, but they showed where after they confronted her, his reaction afterwards and where he just broke down. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard to see Tom do, you know, even though I know he's a great guy, but just to have him be touched that, that or affected that much was like, wow, you know, this must be really quite a 30 days. Um, so what do you think the takeaway message is? What do you think people will see when they see this? What do you what do you hope that they will see or hope that they will do or or Well, it's interesting. I've um not been on email much today because I've been in meetings, but um I've had a chance to speak with some people who saw it for the first time and um I think that the thing that that I'm hearing the most is that it's amazing that Katie did not change her mind and uh, yeah yeah (laughs) amazing yeah yeah. even watching the clips I get sort of like uh, what what are she seeing what what else can you what else can we do right right And, and I think that what we hope people will take away from this segment is that um, the parents, good parents, are good parents. It doesn't matter what their sexual orientation is. And that there are children out there who need good parents. And that by opening up these homes and making the, the parenting um, legal for both parents, it will equalize the playing field and allow them to comfortably move forward into a parenting situation for these children. That's our hope. Um, I... I, I I don't know. I think that time will tell what the message really is. Um, I think that the inflexibility, the the rigidity with which um, Katie was held to her religious beliefs, um, really came through. Um, even in the face of all of the the evidence that was there to show that you know this was a good situation for these children, and even agreeing to it. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know. I think time will tell what actually happens as a result of this. So, I oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the things that I stood, I noticed with Katie is, and, and if you are going to watch it for the first time, um, I think even though toward the end she does talk about how you are loving parents, you are really great people, you are very loving to these kids, these kids are... 
uh, thriving, she then still turns around and says, but they really shouldn't be here because you're gay. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't release that. It was always back down to, well, because you're gay, these kids should never be around here. It's almost as if she's just saying it by rote, though. Like, you know, somewhere you feel like she doesn't believe it. She just... With interacting with a lot of radical right folks, what I find is that if if they give that up, if they give that structure up, then it unravels their entire everything, their the entire. And I think that that's one of the things that I I, I, what I would encourage folks to really do is not necessarily listen to what or listen to what she says, but watch her because there's a point in the show where she actually does have a breakdown, and what you see on TV is actually the fourth breakdown she has at that party from my understanding and let's play a clip, oh, a clip okay, from the party it. which i love yeah. because yeah events like this are a regular thing for the 250 families that make up the mom's local network but today it's not just the burgers that are getting grilled are you okay with a lesbian gay men um adopting children no and you don't think i should be able to marry a female uh, no. Why? Because marriage is a man and a woman, and, and I don't ever want to see the institution of marriage ever um, be with a woman and a woman or a man and a man. And it doesn't make me think any less of you. I think you see, see me as an thing. equal, but you don't see my right to marry You know what? As equal. And you have to understand right here and right now, I'm feeling really nervous, okay? I'm talking to someone who's not in my camp, and I'm defending myself, right? So I'm not forgive asking me if you, I get a... I'm not attacking you, but you do make a judgment. No, I don't. No. I, I get kind of resentful, I guess, when somebody like you says something like, I think less of you. You make it so personal. But I don't think less of you. You may think I'm a cool person, <laughs> but if I want to marry a woman I love, you are against it. That's right. And that, that affects me very personally. And uh, I'm not hearing you say I will consider your point of view. I am considering it right now. Okay. Okay. Um, Relax. Yeah. <laughs> We're nice people. Really, we are. <laughs> Why don't we just relax for a minute? Yeah, I'm going to go sit down and uh, get some shade. Mm-hmm. I'm hot. This is supposed to be a party for heaven's sakes. So that oh. she does have a background. Wow, she, they broke she, into that a little soon. Yeah, she has that. Yeah. She has that breakdown. And I think that that's the thing. I, what I love about that clip. First of all, uh-huh. I'm sorry that people can't see it, but but the woman from Care and I forgot her name. She's a professor. Penny. Yes, Penny. I love her, and yes. she's sitting down. And Actually, that's uh, Dr. Sylvia Weinberg who is speaking to her in that clip. Oh, so so. Um, oh, okay. Penny's the but Penny, Penny Gardner is in is the one who comforts her after during her breakdown. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it or is it um, Julie Stetson? Oh, it may be Julie. Julie okay, Julie Stetson. Okay. So, Dr. Sylvia. Sorry. Uh, we've, uh, and I remember doing art fair with Dr. Sylvia, actually. So, I love, so she's just sitting down. She's just chilling out. She is. And Katie's like, she's fidgeting and she's she's standing up and she feels really uncomfortable. And, and she's just like, so, you think I'm a less of a person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Dr. Weinberg is is definitely quite um, quite a force, absolutely, in, in having you really think about some of the stuff that what you're saying exactly, and and um, and she definitely, and and that was the other part too, is that this conversation was really a very small portion of the long conversation that they really did have, mm-hmm. um, and part of that clip also shows that uh, at one point she tells 
Ju- Julie? Julie, Julie, that I don't want to talk to that woman. And Julie finally says, well, "You don't. We won't have you. We won't make you. You know, you. That's okay. Like this." And um, but I definitely. And then of course, you know, poor Katie, her mascara starts bleeding. But anyway, starts leaking. But um, <laughs> or uh, whatever. Right. Um, but from all the crying. But I definitely watch. Definitely. I think at that point is when she started quite realizing that she definitely had the conflict. And that I think there is a conflict that is occurring, and you do see it in her fidgeting, in her um, her reactions to folks, um, her breakdown. Um, but she unfortunately didn't choose to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the part that was hard to watch is where – she couldn't get over that hump of really to learn from it. I don't care if she really had the same um, feeling that you know she came in with, but I think the the problem I, I I'm having is that she chose not to learn from it or mm-hmm. to really see. Um, she kept her blinders on. Yeah, absolutely. She kept them on. Absolutely. So, Jane, what can what can people do to learn more to act and and, and learn more about care or second parent adoption? What what are the things that people can do? Um, they can go to our website. It's secondparentadoption.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we have literature on there. We have a list of organizations who have endorsed the second parent adoption bill. Um, there are studies on there, policy papers from all kinds of different professional organizations supporting second parent adoption. Um, just a wealth of information there. Um, absolutely call, write, email, fax, <laughs> sit on the doorstep of <laughs> your representative, uh, your state senator, your state representative. Um, These are the folks that need to understand how important this is and that there are constituents in their district who want second parent adoption to be unquestionably legalized in Michigan. Um, Talk to your friends and neighbors. And for those families out there who are gay and lesbian and have children or thinking of having children or just good advocates as Lauren and Lauren are, Talk to everybody and anybody who will listen about this. The person ahead of you in the grocery store, your librarian, (laughs) your milkman, if you have a milkman anymore, (laughs) showing my age. You know, people need to understand this. People need to know about it. It doesn't just affect our families and our kids as lesbian and, and gay parents. It affects everyone because chances are if you are a straight person with kids in the public school system, there is somebody in your child's class who has two moms or two dads. If you're a school teacher, if you're a hospital worker, you are going to run into families um, in this situation and you need to be aware. You need to be as comforting and informative and as professional with our families as you are with anybody else. Amazing. So that's secondparentadoption.org, right? Are there any states where second parent adoption is legal? Yes, there's actually at least 26 states present count, and this changes almost that's daily. That's like half. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, in a variety of ways, we'll recognize second uh, or two-parent adoption, some by a second parent adoption process, some because of the marriage rights that are in that state, um, some by um, parental orders, very much like a, a parenting, a, a paternity act. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Gotcha! Wow! Amazing! Amazing! And so we've been talking about the show, and I haven't seen it yet. So I'm, I'm, I've answered my pants to see it. I, it's sort of like I feel like I'm about to watch a horror film, though. Like, really, I have so much anxiety about watching it and like wanting to scream and like, so, <laughs> like I'm probably gonna watch it with my you know, like watching it through my fingers, sort of thing. <laughs> just because like having seen the parts I've seen already, just like. It, it 
really makes me angry that someone, you know. And also, I think one of the things also too is to to. you might be feeling the anger, and again, I'm going to be watching it again, but I think also watching how loving and caring um, and understanding, I mean, that Tom and Dennis are are not are to, to the children. And, and and toward the end of the show, they actually have a, a conversation of like a one last bit of conversation with her, and, and they show how loving and caring they, they really are, um, and... Um, and, and trying to be as honest as they possibly could and trying to create a dialogue with her. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a very, I think at the end of the, they, they, you also see where, um, Dennis and Tom both have a, um, a last heart to heart with her and, and, and showing how, how much they do care about her. and, And did you cry? Um, no, actually I didn't, but I, I, well, actually I cried when Tom, when Tom broke down that part, I, that, that broke me, um, just knowing the two of them. Um, but I was also angry and like, you know what? I've had these conversations. Like when, when are we done having the conversations with the people that aren't going to listen, listen, you know, I'd rather work on the mushy middle that don't know. I mean, I think that that's one of the things the great work that care does is that they are talking and doing a lot of education and finding people that want to be educated on it. And, and, and I think that's where we're going to win. It's not trying to focus on the people that will like, um, Katie who are not willing to, to change and, and are not willing to, um, uh, consider a different um, avenue or really look at the bigger picture. Um, I think we're going to do a lot better with people who are just don't know mm-hmm. and don't actually have, I mean, like we did, for instance, when, uh, why we were so close with the first proposal too. Right. You know, or even in like in Ypsilanti, one of our victories. I'll be talked about that one with in Ypsilanti that, um, that uh, we won a lot of people over because we just had the conversation because they never thought about it. That yeah, I guess LGBT people do need human rights, and I in Ypsilanti actually <laughs> would have thunk awarded it. Yes. So go learn more. Go to, to go to secondparentadoption.org. Watch um, FX um, Thirty Days with Morgan Spurlock, the gay um, um, gay families. Um, and I want to thank our guests. Absolutely. Uh, thank Lauren you for a great Lauren show. Yes. And um, Jane Bassett, for, who's the Vice President of Care Coalition for uh, Adoption Rights Equality. And uh, you've been listening to WCB and FM Ann Arbor. Close for close. And we'll see you next week. Ain't got no WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor.